There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. This is our meta month. 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 Come on, Wednesday, say and say, this is my meta month. So I'm open, Lord, and I'm ready, Lord, to hear from you. Answer me tonight in Jesus' name. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this series, as you know, is called what? Meta, meta, you should know these definitions by now. Hear me, as a shepherd, it is my responsibility to make sure that what I teach you, that you get it. So it is not just about exciting you, although the word is exciting. It's not just about uh, encouraging you, although the word is encouraging. It's not just about inspiring you, although the word is inspiring. It's making sure something is imparted into you. What does that mean? That by the time this series finishes, that thing is locked in you. Because if something is imparted into you, it becomes a part of who I am, impart. It becomes a part of who I am. So let's go through it. Meta it means a change of your position and condition. Hear me. God's desire is not for you to stay the same. His desire is not for you to be stagnant. His desire is not for you to look 12 months from now and you be in the exact same place that you were 12 months ago. In fact, you better hear me. By the end of this month, you won't even recognize yourself. Come on, Wednesday. I said by the end of this month, you won't even recognize yourself. Why? My position is changing and my condition is changing. My condition, watch me, is this how I am. My position is where I am, which means where I am is increasing and how I am is increasing. Let me prove it to you. You are more patient today. Is there anybody in this building online that can say, I've already seen changes, watch me, and I can trace them over the last few days because there's things that happened in the last few days that had it been last month, I maybe would have failed that test, but because this is my meta month, my position and my condition have changed. Say, this is my meta month. 
Second set of definitions. It means behind. And I taught you that there's some things you're finally going to put behind you. You're going to put your past behind you. You're going to put your failures behind you. You're going to put your ex behind you. You're going to put that old situation behind you. You're going to put where you used to live, uh-oh, behind you. Then after, uh, most people, we've seen you in your before, but you owe us an after. If you think of old school TV talk shows, they would do these before and after shows. And you'd see the person before, and you'd see them, and they, you know, they would always look kind of extra with it too, right? You know, they'd always look real depressed. And, you're, and then you see the after, and the after, they standing there, you know, all posed up and stuff. Watch me. You owe us an after. Because we've seen you in your process. Your meta means God's going to show you in your promise. We've seen you in your struggle. God's going to show you in your success. Hear me. Not only do you owe us. What do you mean I owe us? Uh, we owe you. I owe you. Mm -mm, because there's people that are waiting on your testimony. And what you don't recognize is they've been watching you in your process. And they are rooted. Everybody ain't a hater. Let's talk. Everybody's not trying to come against you. Everybody's not trying to knock you down. There are some people that say, I want to see you win. Let me prove it to you. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder in the building. Online tag somebody say, I want to see you win. I want to see you. You owe us a good chapter. We want to see how you were up, went down, and got back up. We want to see how it looked like you were down for the count, but then somehow you got back up. We want to see your Genesis 50. Well, what they meant for evil, God turned that thing for your. Look at the person next to you say, you owe us an after. You owe. Then it means a cross. I've been teaching you that there's some things you're about to get across. Uh, I've used the children of Israel with the Red Sea, how they were standing in one place. They were facing a tough predicament, but they made it across. Listen, but they didn't make it across the way they thought they were going to make it across. And for some of you, you are really good at planning, which means you're very bad at faith. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Because your plan will box God out of it because you think it's on you. And there's some things, watch me, that are on God. See, it's good to plan, so don't get it twisted. But there are certain things that God has to do. So Moses is standing at the Red Sea. And Moses is like, God, how are we going to get over? And the, and the Lord says to Moses, why are the children of Israel, why do you stand here and cry to me? Now think about it. God, that seems like an unreasonable statement to say because we're facing a sea. And if you've ever looked at the Red Sea on a map, it ain't no punk. It ain't no little river. It ain't the Aurora Reservoir. It ain't the Cherry Creek Dam. The Red Sea is a huge body of water. They've got children. They've got livestock. They've got babies. They've got elderly people. So Moses is calculating, how are we going to get through this? You ready? He's thinking to himself, how many of us are going to die to make it across? And some of you have started adding up what it's going to cost you and what you're going to lose, but you're not even understanding that in your meta month, the way you thought you were going to make it across is not the way you're going to make it across. Because Moses stretched his hand towards the Red Sea. And when Moses stretched his hand toward the Red Sea, God said, I'm going to stretch my hand towards you. I'm going to tell somebody tonight, I need you to stretch one more time. I need you to stretch one more time. Why? Because when Moses stretched out his hand, the Bible says that the Lord sent a wind, blew this way, sent another wind, blew that way, and then God dried the land. So they walked across on dry land, which means, Moses, you're not going to lose anybody. I don't know who needs to hear this. You're not going to lose your income. It's about to increase. 
I don't know who needs to hear this. You're not about to lose friends. You're about to gain another level of friends. I wish I... Come on, elbow somebody next to you and say, you're going across this month. Moses stretches his hand. And when Moses stretches his hand, God stretches his hand towards them, and they cross over. They went meta. They went meta. And when they went meta, God says, now, the enemies you were dealing with before, I'm going to make sure you don't deal with them after. What's the enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. Which means sometimes your enemy is an in- external. Sometimes your enemy is internal. So God says, I'm going to make sure that whatever you did to self-sabotage, that is not going to be your issue on the other side. You're going to get tired of your neighbor tonight, but I do not care because you're about to activate the power of agreement in the building and don't lie. Just touch him on the shoulder and say, you won't self-sabotage this time. Let me prophesy. You're not going to talk yourself out of it. You're not going to procrastinate to where it's too late and you cannot do it. You're not going to cancel. You're not going to abort. You're not going to stop. You're not going to drop. You will get across. Then it means beyond. And I've been using this analogy of how in Denver, when you look to the west, you see the Rocky Mountains, and you can't see anything beyond the Rocky Mountains. But there's a whole Las Vegas, there's a whole Los Angeles, there's a whole Seattle, there's a whole uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, there's a whole Pacific Ocean, there's a whole Hawaii, there's a whole world beyond the mountains. But when you're in Denver, because Denver is actually a valley, when you're in Denver, you can't see beyond. And for some of you, you've never been able to see beyond what you've been in. And so you've begun to classify and condition your position and your condition predicated upon what you could not see beyond. So you've begun to call yourself a grasshopper, not realizing you only look that way until you get on the other side. You've begun to say that, watch me, I can't take this giant, but that's only because you can't see beyond what's on the other side. I'm going to tell somebody tonight, there is a whole life beyond the life that you've been living. And in your meta month, God says, I'm about to show you what's beyond the mountains. I'm about to show you what's beyond your failure. I'm about to show you what's beyond what you told yourself you cannot do. For some of you, you never applied for a role that high because you couldn't see beyond being a manager, but there's a director in you. You couldn't see beyond being a director, but there's an executive in you. You couldn't see beyond being an owner, but next set of definitions is a higher or second order. Higher means I got to reach. Second means I have to wait. Higher means I have to reach. Second means I have to wait. And I taught you this from Sunday in Sunday's message, make the trade that God demands more from meta people. Say he demands more from me. You don't get away with what everybody else gets away with. You don't get handled the way everybody else gets handled. If you're saying, oh my God, I'm always, yep, you always are, because you're the meta person. Watch me, God wouldn't put a demand on somebody where there was no supply. He would not put pressure on somebody that could not handle the weight. I'm going to tell you, if you got a lot of weight on you, I wish you'd stop complaining and accept the compliment. Mm. Would you look at somebody next to you and say, God just complimented you. He if he put all of that on you, he's telling you, you got this. And he's telling you, I believe in you. Wednesday, I know you believe in God, but can I make an announcement? God believes in you. Oh my God, would you say he believes in me? He demands more from meta people. 
Luke 12, 48. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. And I taught you that to demand more means more pressure. Say more pressure. This equates to sacrifice. Sacrifice is giving up what you want now for what you want most. It's surrendering something natural to see something supernatural. It's a small trade that equals a big result. So I showed you the scripture on Sunday, Jeremiah 48 and 10. It says a curse is on anyone who is lax in doing the Lord's work. A curse on anyone who keeps their sword from bloodshed. What does that mean? From sacrifice. So God says, if you refuse to sacrifice... If you refuse to give me the more that your meta requires, you're going to activate a curse. Two types of curses. Generational. They are passed down and around. But this is a generated curse, which means you set something into motion. And what you set into motion will do the following things. Number one, abate. That means it will make less and reduce. And I speak this in your life. You will not be made less and there will be no reduction. There will be no regression. There will only be forward progress and movement. Number two, it means to make bright for negative reasons. What does this mean? When you have generated a curse, you will only be paid attention to for the wrong you do. You will never get credit for the good things you do. Even if you do more good than you do bad, nobody will see it because the curse makes it invisible. The curse makes it so that the only thing that is illuminated on you is the negative. And for some of you, that's a revelation. The revelation is that nobody ever pays attention to the good I do. Nobody ever says anything about the good I do. It's telling you that you refuse to sacrifice. So you have activated a curse. So the only thing people can see is the negative. Number three, it means to make worthless. Worth deals with a, a what's me, value and worth can be two different things. All right, value is relative, worth is eternal. Something may not be valuable to me in a moment. If, 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 I, need, if I need to get to the airport, all right, and you have one of them electric bikes, that's not very valuable to me. Okay, because look, I'm trying to get to the airport. And if it's me, that means, well, okay, that means we need to get to where we're trying to go. Let me just, <laughs> So in that moment, it's not very valuable, but did that diminish its worth? No. Pay attention. Some of you keep confusing your value and your worth. They need to know. I know my value. Yeah, it may not. Watch me. Your value is relative to the circumstance. Your worth, watch me. The bike doesn't diminish in its worth simply because it adds no value in that moment. But watch me, I need for some of you to hear me. You've gone through situations that have tried to tear down your worth so that you, so that you never see value. And you've gone through situations that tried to diminish your value so that you would think you were worth nothing. But I pray that you would recognize you are not worthless. Come on, Wednesday, say, I am not worthless. Say, I add worth and I'm valuable. Let's look at the next set. It goes on. Um, generated curses, it means to a curse, to deliver to destruction, misery, or evil. Which means if you refuse to sacrifice, if you refuse to give God the more that meta requires, God says, I will deliver you to misery. I will deliver you to destruction. I will deliver you to evil. And when God says it, it's not that he's doing it. It's that he stands out of the way and lets you do what you want to do. The worst thing God could do is say, do whatever you want. Scripture says in Romans that he'll give you over. Let me see if I got some old King James Bible readers. To your own reprobate mind. The worst thing God could do is say, fine. 
Some of y'all better thank God that he loves you enough to check you and correct you. You better thank God if you got a leader that will check you and correct you. Because silence means I'm done. You ready? He says, I will deliver you. Then it means to despise. This means you'll be looked down upon. Which means for some of you, the issue you run into is that you always feel like people are looking down on you. And you'll, you'll say it's because you're a woman. You'll say it's because you're black. You'll say it's because you're white. You'll say it because you're tall, because you're short, because you're this, because you're that. Could it be that it's because you refuse to sacrifice? Okay, talk, Bishop. Then it means trifling. Trifling means everything to you is trivial. Now, you may say my personality type is I'm just real chill. Okay, all right, okay. Or you're cursed. Because if nothing makes you passionate, if no, watch me, passion is proof of concern. Passion is proof of love. Listen, if, watch me, if they never get upset with you, they don't really care about you. Y'all ain't gonna send it to me. Y'all ain't gonna send it to me. Watch me, some things can't be handled trivially. This means I don't treat everything trivial, but there's, watch me, I don't treat everything like it's a big deal, but there's some things that cannot be handled trivially. For example, I don't take my relationship with God trivially. I don't take church trivially. I, I don't take worship trivially, which means, watch me, a generated curse says that you will treat everything trivial. Nothing's a big deal. You're not passionate about anything. What do I mean by passion? You don't put your all into anything. You're not hot. You're not cold. You're the worst type of shower. A warm one. A warm shower is the worst type of shower because I want you to be hot, but you're not hot. And if I wanted it to be cold, I would have put it on cold. Y'all not saying nothing. All right, all right, watch me, watch me, watch me. So I showed you uh, on Sunday these five trays. And tonight's message is called Meta Jesus. Because I gave you um, not only these five trades that we needed to make, but I want to show you how Jesus made these five trades. Trade means sacrifice. He demands more from Meta. So when I say trade, I'm referring to sacrifice. I'm referring to the more that Meta requires. Say Meta requires more from me. Trade number one, music for messages. <laughs> Some of y'all, you just always got to have some music playing. And this is his good curl. Listen. Good out. Medium. <laughs> you ready? Every look, every look, every look. Now, music isn't bad, but watch me. I want to show you something in the scripture. Say, I have to trade music. For messages. Now, of course, for those of you who remember, who remembers when we had these CD packs? Where did y'all find these? <laughs> you ready? All right, ready. Okay. Now, now, say, say I trade music for messages. Let me show you this. Let me show you why you need to make that trade. Again, I'm not saying music is bad. I'm not saying you should not listen to music. What I'm saying is, is that how are you going to respond to a trial with a song? Okay, you missed it, so let me show it to you in the scripture. All right, look at this. Um, Matthew 4 and 3. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. 
So Jesus has just fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and the Bible says he's hungry. So he, watch me, you're only tested when you're weak. And for some of y'all, you keep saying, God, when you did, why you didn't do this when I was feeling strong? We don't issue tests when you're feeling strong. We issue tests when you're feeling like you can't take no more. That's when you get tested. During that time, the devil came to him and said, if you are the son of God, pay attention. He introduces what? Doubt. If you are the son of God, son of God means the anthropos, the God man. So much God, you can't believe his man. So much man, you can't believe he's God. God in a body. Pay attention. He said, um, uh, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Verse 4. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say. He did not say, no, you're never going to get it. You cannot respond with lyrics when you need Bible. I wish I had somebody. You know all the lyrics to all the songs and can't quote five scriptures. Ain't nobody going to talk to them. You know all the dance moves, but you, you scared to give them a praise. What? Verse 6. If you are the son of God. Watch this one. Jump. If you're the son of God, take your life. Now, this is interesting because that means anytime you're dealing with the temptation or the test of suicidal thoughts or ideations, that means you're about to step into something meta. Satan tested him with this. Pay attention right before he got started. I'll talk over here because y'all ain't going to talk. Satan tested him right before he went meta. For 30 years, he was getting ready. The test comes, and when he passed these tests, he goes, meta. If you are the son of God, jump off. Watch what he does this time. He uses the word against him. For the scriptures say. So now, it's not enough to know the word. I got to know how the word applies, which is why I listen to messages more than I do music, because I need to know how this thing applies to me, because if I don't know, Satan will use the Bible against me. Y'all ain't gonna talk. He'll use the word against you. So you'll make a mistake and he'll condemn you with the same Bible that is used to uplift you. He says, No, for the scriptures, uh, jump off for the scriptures say. So he starts quoting the scripture. Look at verse 7. Jesus responded, But the Bible also says, You must not test the Lord your God. Look at me. Not only did Jesus respond with the word, he said, You are using it in a way that it was not intended to be used. You are using it to condemn me. But this thing is used to convict me, which makes me better. Okay, what are you trying to tell me, Bishop? But you responded, order my steps in your word, dear Lord. You responded with lyrics. Okay. You responded with, for every mountain. Okay. You responded with lyrics, not word. And the only thing that makes him shut up is when you respond with the word. Why? Can I preach like I want to preach? Because in John chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Which means when I respond with the word, I'm responding with Jesus. So every time he throws an accusation at me, I put Jesus in his face. And he remembers the last time he faced Jesus and Jesus came for that tale. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Jesus triumphed over him. You ready? Okay. 
verse 8, uh, verse 9. His next temptation. I will give you all of this stuff, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. First temptation says, turn these stones into bread. Second temptation says, kill yourself. Third temptation says, since I can't get you to kill yourself, let me get you to worship me. Look at verse 10. Look, look, I use this translation because I like how it says it. Get out of here, Satan. Elbow the your person next to you say, you got to tell the enemy to get out of here. I'm going to type that online. Some of y'all are too nice to the enemy. You need to talk to him like you met him in the street. Yep. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Okay? Look at this. Verse 11. Jesus kept responding with the word. He kept responding with what he was taught. He kept responding, in his case, with who he was. He knew so much of the word that he was and he is the word. But you know lyrics. But you know beats. But you know the dance. You want to go up during praise and worship and then shut down when it's time for the word. You get excited over prophecy and then get bored when it's time for the Bible. You want hands to be laid on you when, when you would recognize I can lay hands on my... I wish you touch your neighbor. Say, I pray your hunger for the word increases. This is why I have to make the trade of music for messages because I can't respond with Luther when I'm being tempted. I can't respond with LMA when I'm being tempted. I can't respond with Tony Braxton when I'm being tempted. I can't respond with Megan Thee Stallion and you talking about pretty girls walk like that. You cannot respond with that. You got to respond with the word. Y'all with me? I'm not knocking music. I'm just saying, you're going to have to make a trade. Look at the next verse. Then the devil went away. He only left after he realized he couldn't win because Jesus kept using the word. And then what happened? And then angels came. In other words, when angels hear that word, angels are attracted to what they heard the father say. So watch me. When I start speaking the word and all things work together for my good, when I start speaking the word, what you meant for evil turns in my good. When I start speaking the word that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises in judgment shall be condemned. Angels hear that, and they start running to your rescue. I dare you to open your mouth in this building. Ain't no lie. Say, angels are on the way. But they're not coming to your video. They're not coming to hear lyrics to songs. They are coming when they hear the word. Can I go deep Wednesday? Yes. Psalm says that they hearken unto the voice of his word. Which means I'm going to have to make a trade. Jesus made that trade because he knew the word. Trade number two, entertainment for education. Entertainment for education. Luke 2, 46. Now this is Jesus as a little boy. He's approximately 12 years old at this time. It's approximately 12 years old at this time. Um, how old is he? At this time. Luke 2, 46. 
um, they were all gathered together in the city for one of the Hebrew feasts. Um, Mary and Joe, they leave. And they don't recognize that Jesus isn't with them. They leave him, pay attention, at church. I'll say it again. They leave him at church. I'm going to say it again because I want you to understand the application. Which means the only time that they did any of this was on Sundays, Wednesdays, and Mondays. So they got their head whooped on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays because they left him here. They left him on the broadcast. They left him online. Y'all ready? I said, are you ready? So it takes three days. Pay attention. For Mary and Joseph, they're like, where Jesus at? I thought he was with you. I thought he was with you. Bible says they begin to search from him among their relatives. Pay attention. Because they didn't make the first trade of music for messages, now they call in their relatives trying to get what they could have got from the message. I'm going to back it up. They're looking for Jesus amongst their friends and their relatives. And some of y'all, watch me, you're calling your friends and your relatives to get a word that you were supposed to get had you made the first trade and got it from the message. I wouldn't need to be on the phone with my homegirl, with my homeboy, if I realized God gave me a man of God to speak the word of God. So you're searching for the word from them because you wouldn't make the first trade. So they're searching amongst their friends and relatives for Jesus. The word. Because they didn't make the first trade. Okay? So it takes them how long to realize he's not there? Three days. This tells me that you weren't really familiar with him. Because how has he not been around you? I thought this was Wednesday Night Live. How has he not been around you? How has he not been in your house? How has he not been in your bedroom? How has he not been around you for three days and you didn't notice? I need you to touch your neighbor. Say the presence of God is going to dwell with you this year. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night. He's going to be right there. You're going to wake up in the day and he's going to be right there. And it's going to saturate your house. Lift your hands and worship God like the presence of God is going to be with you everywhere you go. For three days, look at this. They finally discovered him in the temple where they left him. This is why inconsistency is dangerous. Where they left him is where they had to find him. They discovered him in the temple, sitting amongst the religious teachers. Look at me, not his peers. Okay, let me help Wednesday. I thought this was Wednesday Night Live. See, here's, what, here's the problem we have in this culture today. It's not a generational thing. It's a culture thing is that you like to be around peers because they can't check you. You like to be around your equals. But watch me. But Jesus said, I need to be around people who can teach me. See how quiet it just got? Okay, look. He wasn't sitting with his peers. 
He wasn't hanging out with his friends. Say he made a trade. He traded, watch me, he traded entertainment for education because while his friends were praying dreidel, dreidel, while his friends was eating eight potato pancakes and their latkes, y'all think it was that, while his friends were doing all of that, Jesus was like, y'all are doing this entertainment. I, I'm tr- I, I need to be around the, I need to be around somebody who can teach me something. For some of you, this is why you, watch me, let me help you. For some of you, this is why your whole circle, watch me, has, watch me, they're either older than you or they're more mature than you or they have more money than you or they have accomplished more than you. And people will say, why are you hanging around them? It's a reflection of where I'm headed. Look at me. Your circle is a reflection of where you're going. And for some of y'all, I need you to circle up. Because if your circle only represents where you've been, then how in the world are you going to go somewhere further? You need people around you that can show you, let's get this business. Let's get this money. Let's get this thing handled. He's not around his peers. It's quiet. He's not around his peers. He's listening to them, look at this, and asking them questions. So Jesus, now think about it. What are they going to teach him? He is God. But watch it. He manifests himself as son. So that we can see what submission looks like. So here he is in the temple for him. That's about him. Sitting with people that are teaching him, him. You missed it. Now that goes deep. He's sitting with people, come on here, that are teaching him, him. When you got the right circle, you're going to learn more about you from being around them. Because when you get around them, they ain't talking about what we going to eat. No, they're talking about deep stuff. And things in you begin to come out of you. And you begin to learn more about you from being around them. I pray you have the right circle. That's deep. They're teaching him about him. They're teaching him about him. And for some of you, watch me. Your circle is not a circle. It's a cage because you only teach them about them. They can't teach you you about you. He's, he's listening to them, and he's asking them questions. Here's the problem for some of y'all. You ready? Say, Bishop, keep it 100. You can't ask your circle questions because they don't have answers. And if they do, they're going to point you to them, not to the word. You ready? Now, that ain't everybody. Watch me. But, but, but check this out, check this out, check this out, check what out, check this out, check this out, check this out, check what out. In your meta year, in your meta month, you're going to have a circle where you can ask questions and get the answers that you need. Y'all ain't just going to be planning where we going to lunch and where we going to dinner. You're going to be planning how we going to buy the restaurant. I, I'll talk over here since there's no faith over here. Y'all ain't just going to be taking trips. Y'all going to be saying, how do we buy the resort we're about to go stay at? I wish. Lift your hands in this building and worship God for your circle. Let's go, let's go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go.
So Jesus didn't do what other 12-year-olds did. He didn't do what other 30-year-olds did. Jesus was a millennial. He did his finest work as a millennial, which means stop thinking, when I'm in my 40s, when I'm in my 50s, you better do it now. And watch me, if you are in your 40s and 50s, you better do it now. Your 60s, your 70s, you better do it now. Look at me, it's the perfect time to be you. I feel like preaching tonight. It's the perfect time to be you. It's the perfect time to look like you. It's the perfect time to be your skin color. It's the perfect time to grow up where you grew up. It's the perfect time to be you. Would you open your mouth and say your first and last name? Say, it's the perfect time to be me. Let's prophesy. Your name's about to come up. Favor's about to find you. Doors are about to open for you. And you're going to walk, 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 walk. Let's go. Trade number three. Foolery for faith fuel. Foolery for faith fuel. So look at this. John 4, 32. Jesus' disciples, and when it says disciples here, it's referring to the twelve. The 12 would later be given the apostolic gift, apostello in the Greek. Acts chapter 1 teaches us that the 12 would be the ruling apostles, and that's referred to as the bishops in Acts chapter 1. It says, for Judas, let another man take his office. Bishop is the word. I'm just teaching you. So in John chapter 4, the disciples, who is referring to the 12, before they refer to as the bishops. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know not about. They said, Jesus, you want something to eat? He's a preacher. They're checking to see if he's hungry. Jesus replied, I have a food you don't know nothing about. You missed it. Jesus replied, what fuels you is not the same thing that fuels me. I have a kind of food that you know nothing about. So look at verse 33. So they start asking themselves, who went to go get Jesus something to eat? Did you go get him a plate? Because you know the saints will bring you a plate. Won't the saints bring you? Saints will bring you a plate. Okay? You ready? I got this plate for you, man of God. And they're going to bring several plates. They're going to give you a spread. Because they want you to go back to Juicy. Y'all ain't going to say that. Listen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Jesus, they say to one another, does somebody bring him something to eat? Somebody bring him something to eat? And then look what Jesus says. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Pay attention. Jesus says, I am fueled by doing what God desires. Watch this, and completing it well. Many of you, you ready? You start, but there's too many commas. But I prophesy into your life that you won't just be a good starter. Come on, Wednesday. You're going to be a finisher. I pray that in your meta month, God release the finisher's anointing. What does that mean? I can see this thing all the way through. Y'all, I want to run off this stage. Can I get one person to run for me? Say, if I start it, I will finish it. I have the finisher's anointing. 
You're going to complete the degree. You're going to complete the business. You're going to complete whatever you set your hand to. You won't have a series of commas. You're going to complete it. You're going to complete it. You will see it all the way through. Come on, touch three people. Say, you have the finisher's anointing. Three people. Tell them online. Tag somebody. Type it in the comments. We're almost done. I don't know who needs to hear this. You about to finish the website. Who am I? You about to finish setting up your bylaws. Talk. You about to finish the degree. Say, I have the finisher's anointing. He said, Bishop, how's that an anointing? Looking unto him who is the author and Oh, it's an anointing. It's an anointing to finish. It's an anointing to finish. Come here. It's an anointing to finish. I need you to touch somebody's shoulder. I feel real prophetic tonight. I need you to touch somebody's shoulder in the building and say, in the name of Jesus, I pray God give you the skill and strength to finish in Jesus' name. No more commas. You're going to finish some things this month. Only the finishers release a shout, right? And you're going to finish, 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 and you're going to finish. You will see these words complete. You will see these words. All of the qualifications are met. You will see these words. You have completed everything necessary. We approve the grant. You will see these words. Everything that is needed has been submitted. You have been approved. You will finish. You will finish. Open up your mouth and shout, I'm going to finish. Let's go. Trade number four. Trade number four. Trade number four. Trade. Trade number four. Come on, YouTube type, I will finish. Come on, Facebook, I will finish. Come on, Twitch, I will finish. Come on, on the website and the app, I will finish. Let's go. But you can't finish without fuel. And for some of you, here's why you never finish. You don't have the fuel. You run out of gas. Because you're living off of inspiration because you never made the first trade. So, watch me, if you're not inspired, you never finish anything. But inspiration is not permanent. The only thing permanent is the word. Pay attention. So you're only inspired, but watch me, but you're never imparted. So you have to keep, let me get my, let me inspire myself, let me get it. And then you get fired up, and then you do something for two days. Because you live off of inspiration, because you never made the first trade. Because watch me, I don't live off of inspiration, I live from the word, which means, watch me, come on, sometimes I'm going to have to be like David, where there's nothing inspiring going on around me. I feel like preaching now. In fact, the people around me are talking about stoning me, David said. 
In fact, the people around me are crying and whining and complaining. But you know what David did? David said, I'm not living off your inspiration. I'm living off of the word. So the Bible says that David told the man of God, bring me the ephod. Bring me the prayer garment. I need to get a word. And the Bible says that David encouraged himself. But you'll run out of fuel if you don't make the first trade. You'll run out of fuel if you don't make the first trade. And you will not run out of fuel this year. Matter of fact, come on, we have to go, but I just need you, I know, I know, I know, just touch somebody on the shoulder and just say, I pray your battery be recharged tonight. Online, type that. I pray, I pray your battery be recharged. You are a finisher. You are a curse breaker. You are a line crosser. You are a boundary breaker. You are a history maker. You're the Joseph in your bloodline. You're the David in your bloodline. You're the Moses in your bloodline. Ain't nobody gonna do it like you. Ain't nobody gonna do it like you. Trade number four, we gotta go. We have to go, trade number four. Gossiping. <laughs> Gossiping. Gossiping. <laughs> Gossiping for growth conversations. Normally when you gossip, you have a little something, drinky drink. Pay attention, the gossip becomes the poison that you think is the word, but it's not. What do you mean? You'll get high off of gossip and never get the word. Say, I have to trade gossiping for growth conversations. What's gossip? Discussing something with no solution. If you're talking about it and there's no solution, then what are you talking about it for? You ready? Mark 8.33, watch Jesus. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Now this is funny, because he never rebuked Judas. You wanna know why? Everybody look at me, say why, Bishop? Because he knew what he was. And Jesus said, why waste my love on you? Why waste my love on you when I got a John that wants my love? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. He only rebuked who he loved. He only rebuked who he loved. But the father that loves his children will chastise his children. But a silent father is a father who has in fact said, I'm done. But turning around and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter. And why did he rebuke Peter? Peter kept getting rebuked. If you read your Bible, if you read your Bible, it was always Peter. When they show up in the Garden of Gethsemane and Peter reaching for sword. As matter of fact, the message Bible, I read it in the message the other day, it's so, it's so crazy. Because Peter's like, we brought the swords. They don't say that in the New King James. But in the message, they're like, we brought the swords, Jesus. What, you want to fight? We got the swords with us. I said, if you ain't a thug, just a thug. But everybody needs a thug in their life. <laughs> I keep them around me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You need somebody that's got a rubber band and yelling. <laughs> 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 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You ready? See, I ain't never worried about nobody starting with harvesters. Because I know y'all love the Lord, and I know you're successful, and I know you're educated, and I know you're very bourgeois, and I know you're very classy and sophisticated. But one thing I know about harvesters, if one of y'all try to stop me, it's going to be a whole lot of harvesters in the lobby. You don't want no problems with no problems. Oh, I've seen you in the comments. Oh, I've seen you in the comments when people start getting off on the lives. Oh, I've seen you. Just ignore that man of God. I got it. No one done. No one done. I love it. But he rebuked Peter. Why did he rebuke Peter? Look at me. Look at me. If you feel like God gets you a lot, that's because you're going to get a lot. Listen, listen, listen. Why does he keep rebuking Peter? Because there's going to be a book called Acts chapter 2. And on Acts chapter 2, there's going to have to be one of them that rises up. And the Bible says that when they were gathered together, that Peter got up, Peter preaches one message, and 3,000 people get saved. You missed it. Peter didn't have a mic. Peter didn't have a praise team. He didn't have YouTube. He didn't have an Instagram or a Facebook. He said, Peter, you're going to do more than the others, so I'm going to stay on you more than the others. I wish you'd shake somebody's arm and say, I'm glad God keeps checking you. Say, that means you're going to do more than the others. We got to go. He rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. What does he call Peter? Satan. When is the last time we heard him say that? When he was talking to Satan. Which means in this moment, Jesus said, Peter, what you're doing is not growth-minded, it's gossiping. You are setting your mind on man's purposes and not God's. He said, so watch me, here's what he says. Shut up. And you better not go nowhere. Oh, oh, you finna leave? <laughs> like all the rest of them suckers I made famous? Even? <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. It comes out every now and then. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. It's, it's, it's a Broadway play that's traveling now. It's the Tina Turner play. And one of my friends is in, is in the play. And so he was doing all the stuff, and they, and they were telling him, he told me, I said, well, who playing Ike? And they said, so-and-so. I said, I, don't, I said, is he doing it right? I said, because I ain't coming to see the play. You want me to fly across the country to see a play? I ain't coming to see the play unless Ike is right. I guess they got like two or three people playing Tina because it's the man in role. I said, but who is Ike? And he sent me a picture. I said, mm. I said, how does he say it, though? If you die, I'll kill you. I'm like, <laughs> you gonna kill her if she dies. This is it's a movie. All right. He said, for you're not setting your mind on God's purposes, but man's. He says, he says, Peter, right now you sound stupid. And you're giving me a bunch of complaining, and I don't need that right now. What did Jesus say? 
he was going to have to die. He's going to have to go through this. Peter's like, no, you're not. I'm never going to leave you, and we will fight for you. Jesus basically is like, ninja. Before the day is out. You ready? Some of you, watch me. You don't want to offend people, so you offend God. Well, I didn't want to say nothing to him. What? So when, watch me, watch me, watch me. So instead of you shutting them down, you ignore what God said. Because you don't want to offend them. Well, I didn't say nothing because you know how they are. To heck with how they are. You ready? But I didn't want, you know, you know how they get. Jesus is like, Peter, I don't care. Get behind me. You, you, you sound real stupid right now, and we're not talking about that. Now go on over there. Go on. Because right now you're trying to pull me out of growth into gossip. Because I told you that this is what had to happen. And you know what you didn't give me, Peter, was a solution. You just gave me your desire. You going to get on the cross then? Oh, you don't want to do that, though. Oh, okay. So since you can't do what I must do, you shut up. I wish some of y'all would stop letting people talk you out of what they could never do in the first place. Would you just touch somebody on the shoulder and say, don't be talked out of it by somebody that can't do it. Number five. We got to go. Trade number five. Negative reactions and responses for positive ones. This is perhaps, um, all of these are successive. So you got to have one to get two, two, three, three, four, four, five. So you have to make this trade. It's a sacrifice. Because can we be honest? Sometimes responding negatively feels good. Okay, where are the honest people at? You ever, in your past, In your past, you ever kind of had a cussing moment? We're the honest people. And you felt good in that moment. Come on, online, wave at me, online. If you, in your past, not now. Not now. Your past. You ever went off on somebody in your past? And for those couple of minutes, good, good. So, some, anything before 8.42 in five seconds is your past. Let the past be the past. Forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward towards the mark of the prize of the upward calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. All right. Negative reactions for positive ones. John 13, 27. So this is Jesus. And they're sitting at the table. And y'all know John. Let me just give you context. John, when he writes his gospel, John is petty. John is, and when I say petty, that just means he brings up stuff that he didn't really have to bring up. But he brings it up. John is very petty. Because when John talks about Judas, you can tell he didn't like him. You can tell when they had meetings that, you know, John was like, well, I ain't saying it to he out the meeting. Uh, can I talk to you offline? 
He wanted an offline meeting. <laughs> you ready? You ready? All right, everybody look at me. They're sitting at the table. It's the Passover. They're all sitting at the table. They're gathered together. They're praying. They're remembering how the Lord brought the Hebrews out of 430 years of Egyptian bondage. And on one night, say one night, one night. they exited Egypt rich on their way to the promise, which means money is not the promise. Money is a tool you're going to need in the promise. I need you to look at somebody and say, money is not the promise. It's a tool you're going to need in your promise. They're on their way to the promised land. So they're remembering this. They're honoring the feast of the Passover, which is coming up. And let me just throw this in here for some of you. Don't be shocked if people start acting different. The feasts make foes show themselves. Coming up on the spring feast. Passover is the first one. So they sit at the table. Look at the Bible. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. And this is interesting. Say, connect the dots, Bishop. If you be the son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. It didn't work then. So I'm going to bring the same test back. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered him. You with me? You ready? When Jesus had eaten, Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered him. Esarkomai is the Greek word, which means he ate it like a thought. Pay attention. While he's sitting there, a thought comes on Judas's mind. And then Satan enters him. And though, even though he had been around Jesus, he is now possessed by Satan. Think about it. Don't be shocked if people can be around you and possessed by the spirit of something else. Satan entered into him. Watch Jesus' positive response. He didn't get mad. He watched what happened. He watched his face change toward him. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. He watched his disposition change toward him. He watched his disrespect toward him. So Jesus, he looks at him, and he could have got mad. How are you going to do me like this? I'm the only man that gave you a chance. I'm the only one that tried to put you on. And I gave you a job you weren't even qualified for. Qualified you for it. And then you stole from me? And I never checked you from stealing from me. I was hoping that one day you would recognize your own error and return what you took. But I needed you to see that even if you take, I'll still make it anyway. We're about to close. He didn't have a negative response and break down and start crying and break down and get mad and break down and get angry and break down. He didn't stop the Passover dinner. And too many of you, you ready? You stopped the good moment to deal with what? You shut down a great day to deal with He watches this. Y'all ready? We're done. When he watches this, 
comes as Satan entered him. Jesus could have responded negatively. He could have got mad. He could have flipped the table over. We knew he's done that before. He could have he could have cussed everybody at the table out. He could have said, Judas, and I curse you to death now. But if he but if Judas dies before Judas betrays him, he never gets to the cross. He never gets to the cross. We're never bought. We're never bought. We're never saved. We're never saved. It's over. Watch his positive response. Hurry! Go do what you're going to do. In other words, I've settled in myself that I cannot change you. So I'm okay with you being and you doing what you're going to do. You grown. Look at me grown, people. You will always have negative reactions when you are trying to parent those who are grown. It's quiet in this building. Watch this positive response. Hurry up. You ain't gonna talk me out of it? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I can't. You weren't here to ask me, you were here to tell me. So instead of wasting my last few moments I have with the 11 on you, you can bounce. So I'm going to spend these last few moments with the 11. See his positive response? Why are you talking it so slow, Bishop? Because I want you to evaluate where your responses have not been You let one, one negative email ruin your day. You let one text get you ticked off. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing? You let one person. Today, I was like, I know what y'all trying to do. Today, I was driving, and I just the most erratic drivers today. And see, see, listen, I have an anointing to catch up to you. So... I'm anointed for that. I'm an, I, oh, oh, you think you're going to swerve and do all this to me? Oh, I have an anointing to catch up to you. And I have an anointing to let windows down and look out the window. And I have an anointing to let my glove box open. Listen! I'm anointed for this. Pray for me, though. But I'm anointed for that. What's in the glove box, Bishop? Peace. Shalom. <laughs> Nothing missing. So, <laughs> and at one point, no, they came they, today. Really, today I was like, oh my, I, was, I literally had to stop at an abrupt, 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 abrupt stop. If, if I would not have slammed the brakes, it would have been an accident. And for a moment, and I know this seems small, but I want to show you the principle. For a moment, I was like, I can't, y'all. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't cuss. I didn't, I didn't cuss. That's not cussing. <laughs> Come on. Look at the neighbor and say, I may not be where I want to be. Come on here. But I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. Oh, I just followed them. Listen. Um,
I said, where you going? <laughs> Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> where we going? <laughs> I'm just joking. I didn't do all that. I didn't do all that. I said, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. This morning, when I opened my eyes and I said, bless the Lord, this is the day the Lord made. First email I saw, I said, whoop. And you know what I did? I slid to the left. For the Apple users, you know what that means? Archive. I said, I'm not even going to be pulled into this. I said, I read the first three words and said, the devil is a liar. Baby, Say, I trade negative reactions and responses for positive ones. Nothing is going to break my soul. Nothing is going to take my joy. In the building and online, we're about to go lift your hands and worship God that he's going to give you the grace to have positive responses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the building and online, we got to go. You get some out of this word? This is meta Jesus. This is what Jesus did. And Father, we pray that we would be more like you. We pray that we would be in your image and in your likeness. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful, tonight's your night. Thirdly, if you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, tonight is your night. Wherever you're at. In this building, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up online, do the hand wave emoji, or say it's me. And to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. What am I being saved from, Bishop? Saved from yourself? Saved from hell? Saved from doing it on your own? What is the gospel? It's good news. The good news is the bad news is wrong. You are a meta person. You are a meta person. You are a meta person. Well, Bishop, they acted crazy with me. Yep, but you're going to respond positive to them. You are a meta person. All the meta people say, I am a meta person. Say it in the building. You type it online. Say, I am a meta person. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. You're going to throw your hand up in this building. Online, do the hand with emoji. It says me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond wherever you're at. In the building and online. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you that I'm a meta person. And I give my life to the master of my meta. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, if I fail, give me the grace to get back up again. In Jesus' name, amen. Just pray that prayer for the first time. Take your phone out, scan the QR code, or text HARVEST to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. 
like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. 